0: Hey there, dear listeners, and welcome back to Unfiltered, No Psychology with Nicole, the podcast where we talk through some life's profound transformations, exploring the power of reflection to cultivate healthier relationships and meaningful connections. Get ready to unlock the secrets to healing and unleash your true potential. Let's dive in. What we're talking about today is something that has been on my mind a lot recently. It's really been kind of coming away, not so much bothering me, um, just like something I've been quite fascinated by. So I went on a holiday not long ago to France and saw like hundreds of people in town and not the beach who literally could have been my clone. They had the same bikini, tanning creams hats and other the same food and beverages from the menu it's a salad fries and a rose diet guys um and now sitting in a rainy london i realize how much i miss the sun <laughs> so those people even came from london and who knows you know um i'm sure some of them even have the same name as me and it really kind of got me questioning Are any of us actually having an original experience? Am I actually unique? Could you pick someone out of this crowd of like-minded people and kind of replace me? And I guess with that, the question is, who am I? If there's like a million others that that are like me, so I thought this is probably something we're all thinking about. So let's talk about it a big thing that we face in our 20s is the need to establish our identity and that is unique from our family from our friends from our peers not only feel that we kind of stand out or we're different in some way but that we have to offer this authentic and also exclusive to us i think establishing a sort of self uh, concept and ident- identity is a massive task that we face And a big part of that is questioning how we can be unique. How can we be the only versions of ourselves out there? Like, there is nothing more attractive or compelling than someone who lives as their truest and most vibrant self. And this seems impossible at times on a planet of 9 billion people and social media boom. But I would like for us to kind of of really dive into what actually makes us individual, When not just a copy and paste version of each other, but different. I hope you will enjoy today's episode, so let's dive into it. In this week's episode, we discuss tips and strategies for being the most interesting and unique person in the room. From embracing unconventional thinking, rejecting the herd mentality of trends, and the desire to be the it girl, spending time in nature and challenging yourself creatively, Being different is no longer a bad thing. We will also explore the role of social media and how we can potentially distort, but also enhance our authentic selves. So as children, we do not care what others think, right? We pursue what makes us happy and satisfied. Sometimes, to the extent that our parents get irritated. But that is because we follow our hearts and instincts. Then, when we grow up and start living adult life, different commitments, especially social groups and work environments, numb our feelings, and we no longer follow our instincts when it comes to authenticity. While we can answer questions about where we are from, we forget who we are as individuals, our passions, personality, style, and the list goes on. There are other factors to blame, blame, for example, like social media and the Internet, which distorts authentic personality. And as a result, we tend to follow the crowd to blend in, pursue activities to please someone or achieve a certain work goal. If we continue living by social norms, over time we burn out and arrive at the middle age crisis. If we continue living by social norms, over time we will burn out and arrive at the middle age crisis, as some call it. This is because we're ignoring our true selves for years and years, and it hits us like a tsunami all at once. To avoid being washed away and left depressed at the age of 40, let's try and unpack the psychology behind authenticity and discover how to be this one unique individual in the room. I also believe that embracing our authenticity and individuality in our 20s is truly liberating. It unlocks a whole new outlook on life and a sense of self-confidence that we could all do with a lot more of. So, let's discuss how we can be completely unique. To be unique is to be like no one else, to be one of a kind, and it derives from the Latin word Unis. meaning one. As human beings, we naturally strive for uniqueness and individuality. We want to stand out, express our true selves, and leave a lasting impression on the world. This desire stems from very psychological and social factors, such as self-expression and social differentiation. In our twenties, we're in a critical stage of life known as emerging adulthood, hello, <laughs> characterized by exploration, self-discovery, and the integration of various life roles and values. So during this beautiful period, we strive to establish a clear sense of identity and differentiate ourselves from others. Our identity is composed of various elements, for example, including personal history, um, values, beliefs, social identity, interpersonal relationships, our goals, traits, abilities, also interests, and external expressions like physical appearance and style. It's this unique combination of elements that make us who we are, and embracing our true identity is key to being completely unique. Now that we have a better understanding of the importance of authenticity and individuality, let's explore how we can apply this knowledge to our lives and celebrate the one-of-a-kind individuals we are. I want to give you seven tips on how you can cultivate your uniqueness and establish your identity in a way that is natural and true to who you are. Tip number one. If you want to be unique, you need to remember that being unique doesn't mean being someone else entirely. It's actually about tapping into your authentic self and understanding the core elements of your identity, otherwise you won't get anywhere. Um, Researchers, for example, have found out that embracing your true identity and being genuine actually makes you more attractive to others. Psychologists call it authenticity. And when you don't express your real thoughts, emotions and values, you won't feel particularly fulfilled. It's kind of similar to, you know, looking forward to your dish from the restaurant and something completely different arrives and you eat it and you just don't feel happy and fulfilled. There it goes, the same science. So it's very easy, I think, to see versions of digital personas that we want to be on social media and essentially to try to copy and paste. But the thing is, that persona already exists. So before we slip into someone else's shoes, we need to look into the internal mirror. So there are a number of questions that we can actually use to re-center ourselves, and I think they reveal a lot about our true priorities and what actually makes us different. Four questions, and I really want you to answer them truthfully. If someone where to describe you what five words do you think you'd use and what five words would you use would they be different if that's one question the second question what part of me and i most afraid to reveal and why how am i like my parents how am i different what would i do if i know i would not be judged? The last question always gets so many good responses because I think it frees us from very big core insecurity, which is the opinions of others. I truly believe that is the biggest factor that stifles our authenticity in our individuality because when we constantly are seeking others' approval, we're shifting behavior and our expression to be something that is favorable for others. This is where I think social media has a slightly negative effect on the depression depression of our identity. The pursuit of likes, comments, and followers on social media can become an external validation metric for us. This actually may lead them to prioritize pleasing others over expressing true selves authentically. So instead of just posting a picture where you're happy and enjoying the moment, you will open up your phone, edit it in three different apps, you name it to make it perfect to compete with other influencer accounts who you identify as perfect. I know it seems crazy, right? So another set of questions which you can ask yourself are connected to your connections and relationship with others. It can be your friends, acquaintances, or people you don't even know, but saw on your IG. So what are you doing for others? Why are you changing yourselves for others? What part of your existence would no longer be relevant if you were not seeking the opinions of those around you? I think it's really important to sit on, that, on those questions for a little while and answer it truthfully. If you're someone who prefers writing, Write it fully, express yourself, and connect to your inner identity. These questions actually nicely lead to my second tip, which is to avoid individuals or groups which shame you for your way of expression or persona. And in some way also is my third tip, which is to hold yourself accountable when you're changing for others or adopting a persona. But because they relate to one another, I combine them into one tip so obviously in life there are always going to be people who are cruel there are going to be people who are rude hello that's just part of our existence as social creatures but the easiest way to combat these individuals is to stand your ground when we change for someone else we're only doing ourselves a disservice we kind of let them win if you think about it there is this theory known as symbolic interactionism And it essentially explains why we feel this response and want to change for others. The theory states that we develop our sense of identity and our sense of self through interactions. Our identities are formed and maintained through the social interactions we have with others. They are very much rational in the meaning that we attribute to symbols, language and social roles. But these same interactions can impact how we express ourselves. Because of that theory, we have a tendency to change how we act and our interpretation of the world based on those around us. And we can actually create these personas, which are essentially fictionalized characters and not true us. And for each person we adopt, we distance ourselves from our true persona. So, for example, at work, you're one person, super committed, hardworking, don't like dancing, don't like going out. And when you hang out with your family, you're another super quiet. And when you're around a group of people you want to impress, you create another persona. And that persona is different from the one you you have with your best friend, which is super friendly, um, willing to help and committed. And which... version of you is real one because when you're living based on how you think others see you and their approval that disconnect with what make makes you unique is going to be even greater i spoke to my girlfriend the other day about relationships you know we all like a girly talk and she told me something that really stuck with me so i wanted to share it with you guys and i think that will allow you to understand my theory of adopting your persona based on your connections with others. So, my girlfriend said that she was always in relationships um, and now she wants to take some time off for herself to truly understand how she is and what she likes and doesn't like, because in every relationship she would take her partner's hobbies and then actually after a time convince herself that this is truly her passion. Crazy right? But we don't think that when we're in a moment. After when she would break up with the partner, she would feel lost because she thought she's no longer there. Because at the end of the day, it was her boyfriend's hobbies and not hers. That's why she felt so lost and not sure where she's going in life. So now she's figuring out what truly her identity, her passions, and she sticks to them. And I'm really happy for her. And if you're listening, my girl, you go. So my friends, coming back to our episode, um, it is important not to get lost in one person just to seek love and reassurance, but revisit your origins or the buckets, as I mentioned earlier in the episode. Thirdly, a tip to enhance your uniqueness is to embrace your passions and interests wholeheartedly. So research shows that when you're deeply engaged in something you love, you radiate enthusiasm and energy that's infectious to others. We, you know, we all have been that. We've all been in a room with a person who is just vibrating, this positive vibes, and you just want to be around that person. When you come back home, you just feel energized, happy, and full of beautiful memories. This is known as spontaneous trait transference phenomenon. So, pursue your hobbies, interests, and quirks unapologetically. Remember, it's the things that make you different that can make you unforgettable. Those are my three tips. They are really about maintaining your current sense of self and aligning your current behaviors with that version of you. But I do think that there are other things that we can do To kind of expand our identity and to expand how we see ourselves and how the world sees us as well. So the next tips are going to be around how we can almost cultivate um, kind of a better version of ourselves that is unique, that is individual, that is authentic. So my fourth tip for being completely unique is to challenge your socially ingrained beliefs and break out of your epistemic bubble. This idea, if you're not aware of an epistemic bubble, is essentially the theory that we have all been implicitly taught a certain way of thinking and a certain set of beliefs about the world, and that can be incredibly narrow and sometimes cause us to exclude differing opinions and actually our own opinions. You then become an echo chamber of those around you, particularly those who have a significant social influence over you, such as Parents, partners, friends, or people that you admire, like influencers, in your opinions are not your own. They are from those actually around you. I think the echo chambers and filter bubbles, if you've heard that, it's a very famous term used in fake news, um, have a significant effect on our identities due to the blow up of social media. For example, Instagram algorithms often show users content that potentially aligns with their existing beliefs and interests, creating a filter bubble and echo chambers. As a result, this can reinforce narrow perspectives and discourage authentic discussions or exposure to diverse viewpoints. So instead of getting caught up in this never-ending cycle of echo chambers, try to minimize your content exposure on instagram and embrace unconventional thinking. Question your thoughts on things like religion, beauty, the meaning of life, what comes afterwards, what do you think about happiness and what's your perspective on success, popularity, even politics. Specifically, our youth is the best time to really question these things because the older we get the harder it is to accept new ways of thinking and we become i would say kind of um quite stagnant in our perspectives because of factors like neuroplasticity and even environmental exposure to new ideas all become a lot more limited Um, I think we all had, you know, this argument with our grandparents just because they're not willing to accept the new reality or something they've been trying to tell them about new technology. So, to be unique, expose yourself to new ideas and expand your mind of thought. Personally, I follow so many mindfulness and spiritual accounts, even though I would say I'm quiet, scientific and fact-based person because i think firstly it's interesting but also it allows like allows me my beliefs to be more nuanced and adaptive and it also allows me to be to kind of contribute to different conversations instead of just you know looking at fact-based and scientific um, articles On the point of social media i would also say unfollow anyone who makes you feel like you need to conform or follow trends particularly as they relate to self-expression i would also say that trends are not inherently bad or negative i mean i follow trendy pages like i'm guilty of that but they do create what we would call a herd mentality and a sense of tribalism or homogenous way of living. It's, I think, a really beautiful thing to take inspiration from others. I love Pinterest personally or, you know, influencers who post um, interior design inspo. I always save it um, in my Instagram. But I like to think about it in terms of fashion as the easiest kind of explanation, what I actually mean. For example, there's always going to be a trending bag or a trending dress or a trending lip balm, high Heidi Bieber and the glazing peptide, lip balm, a pair of shoes that are pink, high Barbie trend, that we all feel like we need it, like we need to own it, otherwise like someone will die, like you just cannot survive without a pink pair of shoes, although you never wore pink in your life. So by copying someone else's image, we kind of automatically believe that we gain the same level of social approval. I hope that makes sense, just hold up with me. So although I love fashion, I really believe that social media trends create social hierarchies. And they are based a lot on materialistic possessions rather than what actually makes us authentic and individual. And I also think they also uh, bluntly go against that very definition of uniqueness, which is to be one, to be one of a kind so i would say really um try and detach from the kind of fast media and capitalist and consumerist markets of trend making that is inherently going to ask you to be a person that you are actually not if you never wore pink and then barbie came out in the cinemas and immediately you have to go and buy a pink pair of shoes that you'll wear once and then just you know they'll be in your cupboard Don't do it, it's okay. You'll be beautiful as you are wearing your black heels and beige heels. Also, when you make a decision about what you're wearing and those kind of accessories were talked about of your identity, ask yourself, am I wearing this pink pair of heels because it makes me feel comfortable? Am I dressing in a pink outfit because I actually like this style? is this actually what i would wear or is it what i saw someone wearing i actually have two more tips for you um and perhaps my favorite that we're going to explore after this short break stick around my friends I am back and we have two more tips that I want to share. Tip five is possibly my favorite and it's not one that I think we would typically think about. And that is to spend time in nature. I cannot stress this highly enough. I think I mention it in every episode as if I live in the forest. Guys, I don't, but it's true. There is scientific evidence um and also i've recently read in a magazine in which author talks about how living closer to nature or being out in nature is essential for cultivating identity and also exercising our intelligence and to be individual like usually as human beings we are naturally meant to spend time in the open air when we're in nature we can be present and connect with ourselves and allow nature to cultivate identity for us there was an incredible study conducted in 2017 which i absolutely loved and it essentially showed that what i think we have known for a long time which is that exposure to nature restores a lot of our cognitive capacities and it is very important aspect of maintaining our identity and a sense of self this is also pure science as when our brain is oxygenated full of oxygen a nerve system comes down and we can truly connect instead of acting impulsively there it's not a you know coincidence that all the meditation gurus always say that take a couple of breaths in through your nose out from your mouth to take a moment relax and then continue with your day but we're not going to dedicate the whole episode to my life for nature trees and meditation <laughs> but nature truly does provide time for contemplation and exposes us to things that bring us us interesting stories and learning experiences and aspects and beautiful things that we bring back to ourselves and that allow us to express ourselves differently and be unique. It's definitely not spoken about enough, but I think watching the change that even 90 minutes of outdoor time a week will have on your mindset, on the originality of your thoughts, on your self-confidence and creativity. Even if you've never been a fan of walking or the outdoors, try and spend some time in the fresh air. Even sitting on a bench near a spark or a mid-morning coffee run. So being prepared to try new things such as going outdoors, such as just seeing the world around you is a great way to kind of distinguish yourself as well. My final tip for being completely unique is to engage in creative activities. In whatever form you choose, whether that's doodling, making up songs, writing, knitting, painting, cooking, or working with ceramics, it really doesn't matter. These activities should reveal hidden parts of ourselves. When we engage in creative activity, we enter what psychologists call um, a flow state, which is essentially a place of deep fulfillment and peace where a lot of our internal inhabitants are relaxed and we give ourselves permission to access the parts of ourselves that we've been told to suppress. Um, many therapists, including me, use coloring or also known as painting therapy during sessions to release tension and allow the patient to feel instead of think. You can be terrible whatever you're doing, you don't need to be an artist or a songwriter or a machine chef, that's okay because the end goal is not to be perfect but authentic. But what this theory and understanding are going to tell you is that just engaging in something that is new, fresh and novel activates different parts of your brain and is going to allow you to view information in new ways, to be more playful, engage in self-discovery and reveal new faces of your identity, not just to other people, but to yourself. Most people are really living for their phones and living for technology rather than living for the things that I think really brings a lot of flavor and color to our lives. For example, coloring. (laughs) Who doesn't like coloring? I want you to find even just that one thing that you do in your free time that gets you out of your mind and into your imagination and allows you to build these new elements of your identity, are unlike anyone else but also to find time to actually reflect and sit with what's actually going on in your life I truly believe that self-awareness and being unique come very much hand in hand so these are my major tips and we're coming to the end of this episode but I think regardless of what you think of those maybe you're still struggling with what makes you a unique person So before I leave, I just want to take a second and provide you with some reminders around why we really are different, special, and purposeful. Here are just some basic things. Oh god, I said basic. Okay, that's fine. basic things that I found that no one else has in the world. For example, your fingerprints. Did you know that not even identical twins have same fingerprints? Or, Your body odor is also unique. Each of us has a different scent, which I think is amazing. It's also why sometimes you're really attracted to the smell of someone else, or why one perfume can smell different on each person due to their pheromones. Everyone's smell is made of a combination of like 44 different compounds. I didn't know that, and I think it's incredible. There are also your unique scars, moles, freckles on your body and the pores on your nose. So there you go. Some ways you're already different from everyone else just by sitting and listening to me talking. <laughs> so no matter how much you and another person agree, no matter how much you're similar, your individual thoughts will never be replicated. You're like a walking miracle. There is nothing that will ever exist quite like you or has ever existed quite like you. And I think this is really beautiful reminder when we're struggling with where we actually sit in the world. I think naturally we hate being seen as basic or as run-of-the-mill. I actually absolutely hate the use of the term basic. I think it's always just Use to kind of negate shared interest or general similarities that you share with others. And I try not use it in my own vocabulary. My friends, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I hope that you feel completely unique. I hope that you're able to apply these strategies and these tips to feel more confident. That's like the general outcome that I want from today's episode. It's really been something that I've been trying to apply to my own life, but I also trying to counteract this weird feel being deemed or seen as basic or like everyone else. So I would truly suggest not to take this task too lightly and actually dwell into yourself and embrace your identity. Remember that healing and growing comes with accepting and embracing your true identity and finally, If there is someone in your life who needs to hear this episode, someone maybe who has been struggling with their sense of uniqueness with any of the things we spoke about today, please feel free to share it along, share the love. It will be great to have them listening to it along. I will be back with a new episode next week. Stay tuned and I'll speak to you soon. that wraps up today's episode of unfiltered thank you for tuning in and joining me on this important conversation please feel free to share this episode with someone who could benefit from it and if you're feeling inspired please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening right now for more healing and growth tips follow me on instagram at unfiltered psychology I'd love to hear from you, so shoot me a message or suggest a topic you'd like to dive into. As always, I'll be back with you next week with another episode. And remember, vulnerability is not a crime. It's a powerful sign of healing and growing process. Stay tuned and I will talk to you soon.